0: My name is David Hernandez, and you're listening to As The Pokeball Turns. Welcome to As the Pokeball Turns, where the stories are real and people still play this game. Our journey takes us next to New Hampshire, where we meet a trainer who is involved with the Pokemon Go podcast community. Pokemon Go has changed his life starting with his recovery from alcohol to catching Pokemon. My guest shares insight on what he appreciates about the different podcasts and how both Pokemon Go and the friends he has made with both the game and different podcast hosts has improved his overall quality of life. Here's his origin story into the world of Pokemon Go. This is Casa de Cubone. Today,
1: I'm joined by Casa de Cubone. Casa, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Honored to have me, have me on. Or be here, I guess. Or, or you to ask, I guess. <laughs> Honored for, for me to be here, not to be to have me on. But yes, got you, man. Well, Casa,
0: the honor's all mine. You know, let's take the people back to when we f- I first asked you. We're talking Go Fest, New York City. We're sitting down, I believe we're eating some pizza. And I'm thinking about having you on as my final guest. And I'm like, I hope he says yes. <laughs> and thankfully, you agreed to come on to the show.
1: Oh, that was a very easy yes. That was easier than me picking up the tab, I think, if I recall right that time too. Because yeah, we, great time, great location. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome to spend time with everyone. You were one of the outliers that I didn't feel like I got to see a whole bunch. The yeah. days leading up to that. So, yeah, to make it special for myself, to be totally selfish, you know, to sit by you and spend that time with you and just be close and chat, share your stories, because you're a superb interviewer, in my opinion. So to hear you just speak, you know, as one of your friends sitting down close where we can high five and handshake if we want, the honor was all mine in that particular environment. But yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Anything I could do to help, for sure, for sure.
0: Well, Casa, the reason why I wanted you on the guest is that, you know, I want to go back to why I made the podcast and it was to highlight yeah. people. It didn't matter the name. It didn't matter the audience. And a lot of people may not know Casa DQ A lot of people may not know who you are. And they should. <laughs> Man, not yet. Yeah, there, maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, but that's what my podcast is about. It's about to highlight people. It's about to highlight people who you wouldn't think had a huge impact, but really do, even if it's just a small one. And for those who may not know, I met you through my first guest because you were in her server and you introduced me to a lot of the other guys that got to meet. You introduced me to our roundtable chat tot. You introduced me to the Pokemon Professor Network with Lurt Up and everybody in the WaySpotters and all that. So if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have had the connections and had met the people that I have. So from the bottom of my heart, from As the Pokeball Turns, thank you for being an influence in that way. Because if it wasn't for you being in that server telling me about the guests in Seattle you are spending time right? with who are podcasters, we probably may have not been able to meet each other and get to know each other and break bed with each other like we have.
1: I be honest, 100%, I've got goosebumps because that was cool. Like, dude, that you and your being it is so beneficial to me to be around. So, like, to hear that those connections, I guess if you somebody took the time to pick it apart, would have been there, but you had the talents. It is you going forward. It's your drive. You would have found it somehow to make it happen without a <laughs> doubt. You know, getting to know you, you have that itch, you have that skill set where it makes sense for you to do what you're doing. I can feel your elation for the stories to be shared with everyone else in the community to hear how happy it makes you in your voice and the tone of your voice. Even like on our Monday Zoom call, like when you start talking about the geeky stuff, it's great to be able to see your face and a smile. But like that tone with everybody there is so much different where it's just kind of putting your hair down, talking about the silly stuff that only us geeks really have night to know about. <laughs> you know, this is our own brand of nerddom and, and everybody's got it. To put that info out of like, hey, you know, I have friends that podcast, like it can come off clicky and cliche, I guess, even when I got back in New Hampshire, kind of like I said, the same thing in the discord here like, so I'm just going to let you know some cool people that have the same interest as us is obviously if you're in the discord, like we like Pokemon, we have fun with it. We enjoy it. We love the genre from the video games and whatever. And that's where it's great with your platform to hear all those stories on the different ways that people enjoy the game and how they play and perform with it day in, day out, throughout their week and throughout their years. It's super cool.
0: And I think that's what I appreciate about you most is that you're so humble because it's easy to get a big head thinking like, hey, I know these people, right? And I know we're podcasters, you know, we're like YouTubers We're not like people with millions and millions of fans, but we each have our own audiences. And no matter which podcast you go to, you go to mine, you go to Roundtable Talk, you go to Lured Up. They all say that you're just such a positive person to be around. They all say the same thing. And that's probably maybe my first question when it comes to this interview. What is it about the podcast format that makes you want to be around all us?
1: I think it's with the media type. It allows you to form an actual connection. Like my daughter's doing it right now, I'm sure. She's on YouTube just consuming and loads and loads and minutes and minutes that become hours and hours of just stuff. And of course, she likes a little girl that's in Australia that plays with these real life dolls that look like real babies. But essentially, in that video, all you're doing is visualizing and viewing. And sure, it's make-believe. And that's in essence what kind of some of the podcasts are too. But with the pokemon go ones it's hey what shiny did you catch this week and what excites you and what excites me to be so vastly different where i can get excited that i've got my 36th portal without a green day and like you can get the shiny perk bite that it looks like it wet itself and you're more excited for one than the other and for myself and not having many physical real life friends anymore just because of location and proximity and real life happening and you know different age levels To be able to have these types of communities are of tremendous value for myself. So to be able to share it with anybody else that wants to give it a shot, to say, hey, these guys are really cool. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's not your cup of tea. And I totally get that. But like the roundtable guys, those dudes, if you can't have a good time with those guys when they're around, there's something wrong with your day. If those two guys aren't saying something that's so bizarre off the wall in the first 15 little inside puns might miss, they're going to turn you around. And if not, like myself, maybe you need medications to help you to put you in that mind space where it can help you get there and that's part of behind my curtains too is through the beginning of pokemon go it's where i am now like i went from being an alcoholic and moving across the country and becoming a husband and a father and all of those types of things you know becoming sober myself totally acknowledging my mental health struggles the mainstays through it all is this silly game that people do still play As silly as this, and suddenly they take the server offline, I'll play every day because now in my recovery, this is what I can go to when I feel like I want to have a drink or I'm having a really crappy day, or you just are in your car and you want to pound the steering wheel. Instead, I'm going to fire up the app and it puts me in a better headspace.
0: From your experience, you talked about, you know, your history with
1: mental health. You talked
0: about, you know, history with alcohol. Yeah. How has Pokemon Go and the podcasting community changed you from when
1: you first started to now? I think it's filled that void. I was doing both at the same time for a while there, but definitely it's when I was drinking to a bad rate, I could do both at the same time. I was that high functioning, naughty, naughty guy. And it's genetic for me. My dad's an alcoholic. Nobody ever really said much to do with it. Back in, you know, being an 80s baby, that's just kind of something we saw and it was whatever. Right. You know, I was always an athlete through high school, growing up. So I never touched it in high school. So like once I started at 22, all those genetic tracers, I'm sure took great right hold. And it went from fun, fun to not knowing the limit to I don't want to miss out. So just keep going crazy, you know, to do, do addiction real fast. It wasn't anything I necessarily had a super negative effect on, like when it comes to say law and legality and stuff like that. But I know it totally 100% affected relationships. I think that's now, we're now finding my nerd group and being sober to it, finally acknowledge like, hey, these are great people. When I was a drunk, that would have totally gotten missed. Mm. Like, I know I have friends that I enjoyed spending time with, but I'm also on one side, they put up with some nonsense from this knucklehead. A hundred percent every Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday for years. And I'm grateful for it, but my fun couple years turned into like a decade. And that's not good. And of course, looking back on it, it's all those kind of remorse and regret to the point like if I would have had this game when I was in college, I probably would have been much more focused and productive because I would have had something to go to instead of going to the bar at a two o'clock after class and just in there kind of drawing my woes because I hadn't taken care of any mental health stuff and you know my parents have always been really supportive and my mom's always been really encouraging but there's weddings where i was the life of the party and then i went home and i wasn't fun to deal with came to the point where my wife was just like figure it out so i figured it out went straight straight cold when got the antabuse. i was working at a pharmacy so i knew i was gonna have to do something to really logistically stop myself from saying hey well i can do one today and then three tomorrow Being comfortable around your friends without having to have that vice is cool for me to know I developed to this point. To know that the game is my addiction now, I'll declare it all the time. It was one of the first things when I was going through my email with my psychiatrist. I was forthcoming, 100%. Hey, I don't have a problem with it. I don't feel like it's causing any chaos or struggles. I'm dependent, 100%. And I think a lot of us can say, like, healthily we are as well. But it doesn't have to be the super hard of, like, I don't have to go out by myself, away from my family, my daughter, and my wife, and play. Do I feel a little bit like I'm missing out a tiny bit? Sure. But yes. missing the experience to hang out with my friends at GoFest is my big building. To go and see somebody just for the sake of seeing them and then having the excuse of we came to play... It's because of the community to get people that are all doing the same thing for you to talk about nonsense or, you know, how you fast catch or some little trick that somebody doesn't know. And that's their big you like eureka and aha moment of this is how I can play this game better. That's the cool part. What was it about Pokemon Go that wants you to play it?
0: Was it just the community aspect or was it something else?
1: I was a big nerd. I graduated in 98 when Blue and Red came out, when that first American craze came with like the Game Boys. I had it in the bleachers, like, between my matches, like, under my parents' feet. Like, I was that little kid playing the game, legit, when I should be probably paying attention or supporting teammates or whatever. But as a freshman, like, I took it to every meet, played it on the bus home, played it on the bus to and from school, like, on lunch, all that stuff. And at that point, I was the tiny little kid, freshman year in high school, and I wrestled 100 at the time. Like, I, I was good. Like, I set the freshman record, all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, old school stuff. But still, one of the things I remember the most is beating the Elite Four. And I can tell you exactly what talent was it in Bangor. In between my Constellation semifinals and the finals, and I beat the Elite Four for the first time. Like, running through with whatever crazy squad, you know. And it was like, I didn't want to put that down before I had to go do this, get third place, get a silly medal, and then, you know, go on. But yeah, it was just always that. The collection aspect, I think, is what got me and has kept me with Pokemon i collected pokemon cards when that first run came out so with pokemon it was always okay what's their typing that 151 i'm sure you could do it you could probably write it out hand by hand in order if you wanted to maybe i don't know i don't know i I bet you can can, i don't know if i could do it in order but you could get there sure it was having that kind of informative aspect to it as well it wasn't that you were just collecting but like there was a purpose to it so then when go came out it was like where do we go from here and you know what is this I had stepped away and wasn't fully detached from all of it for a long time. And I had a buddy that I met when I moved out East. He had played the VCG or VGC competitively. We just randomly happened to be coworkers and it's like, oh, yeah, I know Pokemon now, like I know this. And then with his knowledge, it was like, uh, I, I, I don't know what this guy tells. Like this guy's sweet. And I remember getting a text from him. Hey, it's on the app store. I remember texting him back, like, what are you talking about? It's like Pokemon Go, it's on the app store. And, like, I was so far removed, I didn't even know it was, like, a thing. So I remember watching the trailer to, like, the app with, like, you know, the in-city stuff. And, you know, I think it was in U2 and Charizard. And, yeah. and getting excited about it. I downloaded it, caught my first Squirtle, took a picture of it. And the Squirtle's like, on my wife's belly while she's got Aww. my daughter in her hands. And it was like, all right, this is cool. And from that jump, I was hooked. In the beginning, my wife was playing it with me after I kind of coached her into it a little bit. I would go for walks and do all that stuff. And like we were out for dinner, like I'd play, of course. One of my favorite stories is that my wife caught a Dragonite while she was at home on the turning leave still. Oh, wow. It was like, hey, I caught this orange thing. I hadn't seen it before. Do you have it? And it was like one of the last ones I didn't have from that Gen 1 Dex. I was like, no, I don't have it. She's like, oh, I, I don't know what it is. You'll have to see when you come home. And I, like, I try, I'm like, there's no way she just stop that <laughs> sitting on the couch. She just happened to be in between diaper changes or breastfeeding or something. She said she turned her phone out, and It was there. Still, it's one of those ones where it's like, for me, that's what it's all about. Is that, hey, what did you do today? Oh, well, I caught this. And here's a story connected to it. Like, that's what I want to hear because, you know, I'm sure if I look up your stats, you've got 300,000 catches or something bonkers. Something like that, yeah. You could probably tell me a good 20 catches, but when you think that's 20 out of 300,000 because we're nutty hardos or we're at some point or, you know, however, whatever label you want to put that. very dedicated, I guess, is probably a good way to put it. Those 20 stories, though, for somebody else that has numbers like yours are what it's all about. It, it is about that experience thing. That's the part that's always cool for me, like to have somebody that you randomly run into talk to you about how they were on a work trip to France, you know, and they caught extra cleft keys and brought them back, and everybody excited. That what warms my heart.
0: Now, casa, obviously you're known as casa de Cubone. I'm guessing your favorite yeah. Pokemon's Cubone.
1: Going on a limb here. It is. Yeah, yeah. I used to just be my first initial, middle initial, and then my last name. -hmm. And then it's MD. So then I think Ken. The first time we were on Discord, he asked if like I was a doctor or something. I was like, No, I'm not a doctor. That'd be great. I wish Doctor Cubo I wish I had that. Yeah, I wish I had had that moniker, at least that certification or wallet of a medical
2: professional. It can be like
1: Doctor Pepper, but you're Doctor cubo I mean, kind of true. True. I don't think I've ever said this. So this is exclusive. And I've said it to other people. like, I think Adam and stuff now. But in the Discord, I was trying to be witty and find a way to put some phallic play onto something. So <laughs> when I changed my gamer name to Cops the Cubone, it had an R at the end of that first oh. in my mental thought. <laughs> and I was just going to be like, okay, because they used to read the Patreon members and the way it came up is there were two Mike's. So Ken and Adam had gone to like MD Raber instead of Mike whatever, So I was like, I'm going to make him say boner every week just to be that guy that does that, you know, and it fit in that wheelhouse with Ken to say giggity and whatever. And that was going to be my weekly shine and ha ha ha. Then I thought about it. I was like, I'm then going to have to maybe introduce myself to somebody in real life. (laughs) Through a game, I wisely talked myself out of that one pretty quick. But yeah, Chibo's always been a favorite for sure. And I think that's the first one that I kind of thought, how can I make this immature and funny all at the same time, at least for certain populations or communities? So every time anybody says it, I'm just kind of in my head going, I'm glad I didn't add that R at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that, be, I, that can get a little uh, sensitive from time to time. So It's like, hey, this I, is Casa Cube owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the easy one to put that in there to say funny, haha. ha. I just thought it would be funny to be in a gym and see the came like, up here and call it the tag and kind of laugh and walk on. You know, everybody at the beginning, there were so many of those innuendo names out there. Mm-hmm. And then I think I had to kind of cleaned it up a little bit and rightfully so just for the 12 year old boys. Can't sit back and laugh and sticker since becoming into this tertiary part of the podcast community and friends with everyone i'm glad i didn't because well, the rtc guys i want to have to have them say that or have to make up something different to you say either them. so you would have to be glad would make you'd make them have to have the explicit tag right <laughs> which yeah no no i'm not worth it for sure <laughs> not do <not to> you <laughs> i'll just stay in the shadows over here like i prefer anyway but that was the initial thought Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kubo's been the fun. The whole weird, eerie, dark backstory about the mom's skull and all—you know—all that fun stuff. Before I got into the much darker ones like Driftloom and all those ones, oh, like God, yes, it, like it, it didn't get that weird in the first gen. I think Ghastly Gengar have some subtle undertones, but it's not like they eat children or anything. So it was one of the ones that always intrigued me. One of my first jobs was at the Toys R Us. I was the gym leader that did the Pokemon Guard game. And for some reason, those Cubone cards were always the ones they would send out as like giveaways. And I always thought that art was kind of cool. How it's just kind of sitting in lonely with the bone on the hill. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, this one's kind of
0: cool. You've been listening to As the Pokeball Turns. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
3: We got a special field trip to go to the Pokemon International Company. And that was like dream come true. I remember me and Ken getting in the elevator as fast as possible. The elevators open up and it opened up into the fire floor. One elevator was like a gray outline of like Charmander. And then it was a bunch of like other fire Pokemon like Fennekin, Torchic and stuff like that. There's a giant Charizard in attack position staring down at us from the ceiling with a Pikachu on its back. I'm, like, breaking down in tears because, like, I have no idea, like, how I deserve to be in the spot that I was in. I still, to this day, am like, I'm still so thankful for the opportunity to have gone there. To hear the rest of this story, listen to Trainer's Eye number 33. Delibird delivering energy
0: cards featuring Adam Tuttle. Now let's get back to the episode. Will Casa, you've been a wonderful guest. You're the 52nd guest, completing the entire 52 Weeks 52 guest. Yay! Normally, this is when I ask one final question. Instead, I decided to switch it up for this one last episode. I reached out to some of the people you've mentioned, and they each have left a message for you to listen to. Oh, man. I just got news response from that. So this first message is from Lane from Good Morning Joto.
4: Good morning, Joto. My name is Lane this is not my show. This is a shout-out to the wonderful person in this community that helps this community in so many different ways, and so many different shows, Casa de Cubone. Thank you so much for everything you do, not just listening, not just helping, not just doing everything you do for all of our shows, but just being a great friend to all of us as well. I can prove it because we are best friends in game right now and maybe one day lucky friends but hey that's beside the point thank you so much uh Casa de day for everything you do and everything you do for this community keep on tracking on and we wouldn't be anywhere where we are without you
0: oh man so this next one is from special conditions justin
5: oh hey raybirds justin keller i just wanted to thank you for being my friend through the years and then you know, one day I hear this random message from Adam that you're moving to Texas. And I was like, what? And so I was excited that, you know, you were only here for a year that we got to spend, you know, some time playing some Pokemon Go together, whether it was going to the Fort Worth Zoo uh, for Stuffle Community Day. And then I'll never forget, you forgot your hat. We were having such a good time. You're like, no, don't go back for the hat. We're just having a good time. Just leave it. And I was like, no, come on, dude. We're going to go back and get your hat. And uh, that was a good time. And uh, I know Lenny enjoyed being at the zoo, seeing all the animals. Um, Then there was Johto Tour, you know, when we went to the mall and played. It was a cold February day. Well, you know, cold for Texas. And, uh, you know, we got tired, and so in the middle of the day, like, what if we just went and saw Jackass in the middle of the afternoon? And so we did that. Oh, man, hadn't laughed that hard at the theater in a long time. And then also just wanted to thank you for, you know, even if you're not feeling the greatest, like this past year at GoFest New York, you were you were in a lot of pain with your uh, with all your back stuff, but you, you couldn't tell. Other you were sticking it out for all of us just to, be with the friends, and I really appreciated it. I just wanted to say thank you, and I enjoy being your friend.
0: Yeah. This next one
5: is from the Way Spiders podcast.
0: What's up, Casa the Cubone and Hamtero? It's Jamal from Way Spiders.
1: Hey, it's Chris from Way Spiders is here too. How's it going, guys?
0: Hey, uh, hey, Hamtero, make sure you let Casa know that we appreciate everything he does for the community. He's a rock star. We love him. It's always cool to bunk with him when we go on the road. And I love that he's always got the guns out with the no sleeves.
4: Yeah, such a great guy. Hanging out in New York was amazing.
0: Sweet. All right, you guys have a great show. We'll talk to you later.
1: Cheers, guys. How you feeling? Good good glob was one of those ones you know him coming on with jamal again one of those guys like you know them you know the voice you know the face from you know the monday night zoom calls you're like i'm right here i can <laughs> high five you and if you're okay with a hug let's hug like so cool and, and that's the thing like it, it, it's just getting the band together you get lost in everybody so it's like oh wait yeah that's right we talked about xyz and yeah here's where we did it that's where my brain goes the next
0: one is from your mom's favorite
1: podcast RTC, oh. Roundtable
0: Chat
6: What is up, Casa de Cubone, Ham Taro, as the Pokeball turns? We are the Roundtable Chat I'm one of your hosts, Old Johnny One Ball. And I'm Shadow Prime 34. And we're just reaching out to say, we appreciate you, Mr. The Cubone. Yeah, House of Cubone. C- correct. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you're one, of the, one of the original the, listeners to the roundest of tables. The Oest of G's, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> A list of G's, yeah. and one of our very first Patreon members, too. That's true. So, yeah. we are just reaching out. We want to give you a huge shout out. Hey, look at that! <laughs> look at, <laughs> hey, look at us. Who, who would have known? Not me, it, not me, dude. <laughs> but we just wanted to reach out and say we appreciate you. Uh, we are glad you're part of the Roundtable fam. And, uh, if you have anything you want to tell us, do it. You can, you can, yeah, hey. we're not gonna even stop you. That's right, dude. So yeah. As you are enjoying your time on the show, uh, have fun, be yourself, because that's what's the best thing about you. And party on, Garth. Guardian Parth. See you around. See you around. Okay, round Brilliant.
0: table chat. We're going to have to talk about that round table. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, this next one is up from Lured Up Casa de Cubone. This is Ken. Mike. Casa. You can't use real names. This isn't real life. But he's my real friend in real life. You have to call him by screen names. Yes, but he has touched my heart. He's touched my heart too, among other things. Dude, we love you so much, man. You're awesome. Such a good friend. From traveling to the safari. We did a safari zone. Yeah. That was in Philly? That was the first time. That That was was the first first time. time that That was the leap that the community, the Lured Up community made from behind the screen to real life and uh, the first time time—the first time I met Raber. And I remember it was great because uh, all these previous Zoom calls, he's been a floating head for years. You know, he'd always be rocking like the, the, the tank top, you know what I mean? And, and he did not disappoint when we saw him in Philly. It was like the sun was not out, but the guns were well out. It was great. It was great. From him just listening
3: to the show organically to becoming a really good friend of mine, him finding out that we were in the same area. We were in the same town and he was listening to to me. Like that was such, that was so cool. And I just want to say how wonderful he is as a person. His family is amazing. We love uh, going out to
2: to eat. You know, we're really fortunate as podcasters to be able to connect with, you know, our listeners and then when it they turn into real life friends, it's it's something super special. So Casa de Cubone, hats off to you, my dude. We love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. So much. Oh yeah, this is Ken and Adam from lured up. Did I say that?
3: Uh I think you said this is Ken and I was just kinda the floating voice.
2: Yeah, we're we're Ken yeah. So, I would,
3: I think I was just taking this way too way more seriously than I
2: do Pokemon Go, you know. Well, in closing can I get a? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. So awesome. Oddly enough,
1: while that was to Adams Adam just texted me. That's wow. Like you pure well. coincidence. I, <laughs> hope you're doing well, sir. Miss you and always thinking about you. Like there is proof in the pudding that indeed this can go from just a voice that I, you're in, a, in an audience and a spectator on to real life. Like it's nuts. This is crazy, dude. This is so. Thank you so much. It's so cool. So, so cool. Well, casa,
0: we have one more left. Oh, man. Can you guess who it is? I don't know. Maybe
4: Hitch? Maybe. Maybe. Hello, this is Matt Hitchings, otherwise known as Mythical Hitch, talking about uh, Michael Raber, M.D. Raber, as he was formerly known, and Casa de Cubone currently. Um, What do you say about somebody that's just come into your life and just made it better? Um, We met through the who's that pokemon game on the discord server where you had to say that you're going to type out the pokemon's name quickest and whoever was first to get it correct got to catch it and we would always be going back and forth and he finally sent me a message that said hey we're kind of like frenemies so we should probably be friends in the game so we exchanged friend codes uh, started raiding together um, sending gifts, opening and chatting and he finally got me into a Monday night Zoom call on Pokémon Professor Network um and we just kind of hit it off from there um we became traveling buddies for the in-person events, the Go Fest, the Safari Zones. Um and we've we've just always been close ever since then. Um He's not only become a Pokémon Go friend, um, but he's become a lifelong friend, somebody who I would consider to be one of my best friends in this world. Um, he's become very close friends with my wife, Steph. He's just a great person. And what can we say about M.D. Raber besides we love you, man. And, you know, we hope to keep always having an amazing relationship. Love you, brother. I'll talk
1: to you soon. Nuts, dude. My heart is full for sure. I With all of them. I can echo, echo exactly the same sentiment. It, it, it is it is weird to say, you know, it, here they are, voices that we all listen to. For them to have an effect on my life the way that I have, and yourself included. Like, I can't wait to have the next opportunity to give you a big, burly, man-to-man, definitely sweaty <laughs> hug. For sure. The friendships are priceless. This... Kudo and shout out to myself was definitely unexpected in itself is something i'm not long to forget transpired for sure even though there'll be audio documentation of it just so awesome dude you're fantastic that is that that's nuts i I, I'm, i'm stumbling over words because all of those guys are big parts of my life every single day and there's not a single minute that i don't think as i pick up the game for the 47th time about every single one of them it's crazy to think about, dude. Ed, thank you so much. That was, that's awesome. Probably if I had the ability to cry, I would be crying. <laughs> <laughs> you got me very close, but to put it up there, my wife gives me a hard time, too. I didn't cry at the birth of my daughter, but that was a lot, dude. That, that's super cool,
0: though. You know, Casa. that's why I want to bring you on the show, because, you know, as I think Ken said, it's kind of cool how we can connect with our audience a little bit on a more personal level. That's why I wanted to highlight you, because you're always so positive. You're always so supportive of what we do. And I wanted to highlight that. Like I said, I don't look for, again, I don't look for guests who have a big audience. I don't look for guests who are popular. I look for guests who have a good story, who have made an evol- a big impact in the community. And you've done that. You've done that within the pocket community. All these guys, they jumped right on board when I told them, like, hey, I'm going to have Kosta on my show. I want to highlight them. I want appreciation kind of message. Could you do that? They all followed through. And my encouragement for you is continue doing what you're doing. Continue supporting us because we recognize that we see that. And we appreciate that from the deep bottom of our hearts. Thank you for being who you are. Oh, same,
1: same. And I I think it's the product is what you guys do. Like without you being creative and you putting out what you do, there are opportunities for people like me to be the example of, you know, how to be supportive, how to be a good person, how to be a good friend how to help a storyteller sell to tell their stories or at least give them an audience in order to. So it's the other way around. You guys are the kick-ass guys and girls that make it possible for somebody like me to have a role to fill, I guess. You know, if there's a bucket, I'll fill it. That's fine. But you guys are doing the hard work. It makes it really easy to be to be friends with great people. That's for sure.
0: For those listening, thank you for enjoying this episode. My name is David Hernandez, and this is As the Pokeball Turns. So- Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of older people out playing Pokemon Go and I think it's really cute. And it's just the
6: small things like that and like when you get a gift sent to you from a waste but you submit it. Hopefully you're gonna edit this so I don't sound like a rambling idiot, please.
3: There
6: was a, a variety
3: of prizes I did when people would show up in person and play together. And what I found out was that Pokemon Go actually appeals to several groups of people.
6: That Pokemon for us has kind of become now a little bit of a tourism thing, uh, and perhaps that's what Niantic wanted us to do all along.
1: <laughs> right? The wife and I were always looking for some stuff to do together, and she knew I liked Pokemon, so she's like, well, I guess I'll download it and let's go get some Pokemon. And it became something we
3: did like,
5: a lot. We started going for walks without having to go anywhere. Or, you know, she would just want to go around the block and do stuff.
6: The game finally came out and I went straight to the bathroom and I downloaded it
0: and I was just playing ever since then. And my little brother, he got really into it, so
5: I was like, alright, I might as well just download the app and play because I'm not going to be bored watching you catch Pokemon.
4: I ended up playing him twice that month and beat him both times, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll stick with this.
2: It's pretty fun. I didn't even know there was Shinies. So I was like, Shinies? Wait, what? I'm getting that and I just got back to the game immediately. I've always appreciated
3: the thing about PvP that it makes a lot more of the Pokemon Go world exciting.
2: It's just something that I really enjoy and is like a good distraction from life. Honestly, I enjoy almost every facet of the game. And so I would say definitely shiny hunting is something I enjoy doing.
3: I remember downloading the game. I wanna say like another phone that just didn't hold up. So like I had downloaded it, whatever, scrap that and then went into another account the following day. We
2: were big fans of walking and playing, so we would literally just get a mob scene together.
1: And so when Pokemon Go was released in 2016, I think it was very early, so it must have been like a Pikachu, which people were still looking for. It was like, oh, there's a Pikachu over there.
3: Well, at first,
1: I first started playing, me and all my friends were Instinct. So, you know, we were the underdog team. I was a day one player. Very excited when uh, I saw the announcement about Pokemon Go, like
5: little nine-year-old Ryan, his head would just explode. Just having a couple friends in the living room and being frustrated that all the moves that I thought were going to be good were no good at all.
4: I had got a text message from one of my buddies saying that the game
1: had released and I just texted back, shut up, no way. That
5: we have
6: through our church group that we play Pokemon Go with. We got together and said, oh man, we should try to make a stop for this guy. I started to like, recruit Instinct players, so I'm Team Instinct. And so I actually met my wife from Alert Party. When Pokemon Go was announced, it just seemed
3: like, wow, this is just the fulfillment of a childhood dream. If that makes sense. I was one of those people, you know, walking, trying to catch all the magic carp to evolve one to a Gyarados. It took
0: me
5: forever. I was walking up and down the riverfront all summer. And so I heard about it somehow. And obviously I should try this new free Pokemon game that I could just download onto my phone.
6: Eventually, they announced Pokemon Go and that this was going to be an app. And I just remember being so excited. It was like the best news. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a Pokemon game on my phone. Gen 2 came out and people were hunting Pupitar, Lavatar, Tyranitar and, like, Unknown. I was seeing so many Dragonites Unknown and Second Stage Evolutions and Tyranitar, like, all these random spawns.
1: It was an exciting time, getting out there with the community and just this intense excitement and being a part of it. It was like everyone's childhood dream come true to get to play Pokemon,
5: like, in real life and walk around and catch them, you know, what would all dream of as being kids?
4: The community. Like,
1: I, honestly, anymore, I'm not, I don't even really play all that much, at least not compared to some others. It's always been about the community for
2: And then my friend was like, "Yo, Pokemon Go
1: just came out." I'm like, "What?" All right, download. Pick my starter, Squirtle. All right,
6: cool. But I would find myself grinding. My grind was definitely, you know, going to work early, walking around the
1: outlet, trying to catch what I could. I met Chris and he went to the first GoFest. He's like, yeah, this is still a thing that I re-downloaded it and more or less fell back in love at Lavatar
3: Community Day.
4: Me and a few other people that I worked with at Starbucks at the time, we just sort of walked around downtown area and caught some Pokemon. People were calling out, oh, there's a Poliwag down here, you know, stuff like that. It was a wild time.
3: When I started, post. It was from the perspective of this is a fun game I play with my friends.
4: Trogdor messaged me, Do you want to try to reroll Fanny?" And I got the Pokemon that is now forever tied
2: to me. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, I'm uh, Respato!
5: <laughs> Thank
2: you. I'm Warrior.
5: Definitely the nostalgia factor. You know, I hadn't touched a Pokemon game, like, full-on in several years, right?
0: It was pretty cool. There was about five or six of us in the area
1: that figured out how to download it and play it.
3: Yeah, kind of. When Pokemon Go came out, I was just like, oh my god, wait, what's happening? (laughs) I have to get this immediately.
1: When the game first came out, my friend, same friend who introduced me to Pokemon, he was like, get this game, it's the thing." I was at work when the game dropped. I was like, oh, it's live? Let's go. And then I downloaded it, and I first fired up the game while I was at work.
4: It was just like a really accessible... Pokemon game for me, right? To have on my phone, I could have it open on my desk at work, on the bus, walking around campus. And
3: I remember being in my
4: hotel room and I'm like, pulling out my phone,
2: I'm like, whoa, Squirtle is there. And I'm like, being a little kid again and like this nostalgic feeling of Pokemon just came back into my life. So I was at my best friend's apartment and
1: uh, sitting on her coffee table uh, was a Game Boy, fired the game up and all of a sudden,
2: you know, a wild Caterpie appears.
5: And just one fine day, my girlfriend told me, you know, like I was playing Pokemon, good called the next one. And I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. I was not the download to have it something. People are like, oh my gosh, Pokemon Go so much fun. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give it a shot. People were going out, grinding in the parks. We were trying to still figure out where to play.
1: You know, and that was the dream, to be able to actually play Pokemon Go, be a Pokemon trainer in real life, being able to walk
5: around, find Pokemon.
2: And then my sister, Shannon, was really into Pokemon Go, and she convinced me and my wife to start playing. I was like, we, we had accounts from 2017 or 16, whenever the game launched.
4: And there was this girl sitting next to me, and she was driving me crazy. She's like, you have to download it. Was always on the
2: game but she wouldn't leave me alone about it and so finally i was like okay fine i'll download it
0: now here's a sneak peek for the next episode of as the pokeball turns
3: interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin you're listening to btw i am at dad 17 you're listening to btw good luck and get
6: good you're listening to btw i am dino good luck
3: we're listening to BTW and we're going to drop some PvP King knowledge.
2: I'm AstroZombie954.
3: And we're going to drop some PvP King knowledge. We're listening to BTW.
2: Good luck and get good.
3: We're listening to BTW and we're going to drop some PvP King knowledge on all you suckers.